0: The sepulchre, and departed. Father, we love you today, and plead the blood. Ask God that you'd help us, enable us, Lord, just to share the thought that you've laid upon our heart. And I pray it'd be nothing more, nothing less than what you'd have us to preach. But Lord, I pray as our mind gets on the scene of Calvary. So many times, Lord, our love can wax cold. Lord, we can almost get hardened to the truth from all the exposure of mayhem and sin that we see on the television. We pray that tonight, Lord, you'd help us to look into, Lord, the eye of time and see back to the hill Calvary and see the eternal price that was paid for our redemption. Lord, we've, we've sang about the, the cross. We've sang, Lord, about uh, the resurrection. We've saw, sang about your second coming. And help us, Lord, to find the help that we need tonight. Help me to be an encouragement. God, empty me of flesh and failure. Cleanse me from all impurity and help me not to contaminate the truth as it flows from heaven to the hearts of all you people. Help me to feed your sheep and feed your lambs. Be an encouragement on this Wednesday night. We'll thank you, Lord, for all that is accomplished. We know your word will not return void, but will accomplish what you sent for it to do in Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say it. Amen. You can be seated. I'm interested to, uh, specifically about those verses. We'll look in Matthew's account, Mark's account, Luke's account and John's account. But I feel like we need to go back to verse 24 to get our minds set on all that's taking place here. They have been crying crucifying, crucifying. Then in verse 24, when Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and he washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Water can never cleanse what the blood cleanses, say amen. Verse 25, then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children, and it still is to this day. Verse 26, then released he, that's Pilate, Barabbas unto them. When he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of, go- of the governor, that's Pilate, took Jesus into the common hall, gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers, and they stripped Jesus put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plated a crown of thorns, inch to two inches apiece, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. They bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and they took the reed and they smote, the Bible says, smote him on the head. He already had the crown. And they smoked the crown down into the skull of our Savior. Verse 32. And as they came out, they found a Cyrenian, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. When they were coming to a place called Golgotha, that is to say a place of a skull, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with God. When he had tasted thereof, he would not drink it. No numbing medicine for him. They crucified him. They put a nail in his feet and a nail in each hand. And parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there. And set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Then were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left, as if to say the man in the middle is the worst of the bunch. Verse 39 And they that passed by, they got some sitting. Now they have some passing by. They reviled him, railed on him, spake evil of him, wagging their heads. Nodding the head is a sign of agreement. Wagging the head is a sign of disagreement. They, they're, they're wagging their heads and saying thou that destroyed us the temple and built us in three days, save thyself. If thou be the son of God, come down from the cross. Oh, ain't you glad he didn't save himself? Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 41. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking him with the scribes and elders said, he saved others, himself he cannot save. Well, that's a physical lie, but a theological truth. He didn't save himself. Ain't you glad of that? If he be the king of the Jews, let him now come down to the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now. If he will have him, he's almost, we don't want you and God don't want you. That's what they're mocking. For he said, I'm the son of God. The thieves, both of them, plural, also which were crucified with him, cast the same in, in, but by the time the verse ends, his teeth. They both started and by the end of the verse, one of them done not stop. Verse 45, now the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land of the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, this man called it for Elias. And straightway, one of them ran, took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, put it on a reed, and gave him to drink. The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, I like this, yielded up the ghost. Nobody took it. He just, he said, okay, you can depart. (laughs) Somebody hold my mule. Hey, man. Verse 51, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. Geologists say that every rock has a crack. I feel like that's where it came from. And the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves. After his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done. They feared greatly saying truly this was the son of God. Many women were there beholding afar off which followed Jesus from Galilee ministering unto him among which was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's children. And then our text, when evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate, begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. When Jesus had taken the body, he wrapped it, or when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb which he had hewn out in the rock and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. I've read to you tonight the story that every one of us focuses on. We thank God for Calvary. Ain't you glad Jesus hung? Suspended between heaven and hell, Grabbed God with one hand and man with the other hand. And through the sacrifice of himself brought a possibility for every man that'll confess his sin. Call on him and be saved. That's shouting country. Thank God for Calvary. They buried him and on three days Death couldn't hold him. The grave couldn't keep him and he knocked the bottom out and now to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and thank God for the reality that he didn't stay dead and he won't stay gone. And we focus on that but sometimes I I feel like we miss some details and I'm gonna look at some details here in just a minute. But look with me in the text. Look with me. Let's walk down through the text. In our text text, that I've read to you in the whole concept of the text. There's people that are watching. There's people that are sitting and watching what has went on. I heard a friend of mine was telling me we was eating a cracker barrel the other day. Hey man, felt God on that, hallelujah. Hey Amen, Brother Jay. I was eating a cracker barrel the other day, me and him was sitting there talking. We was, we was talking about this execution, this this lady that clerked every time she saw an execution and she said she said the first time she saw an execution she knew the man deserved it he was he was he had a good uh, trial uh, they had evidence to convict him he knew she knew that what he was getting is what he deserved he was a murderous man and but still it made her sick to watch uh, the the torture of somebody agonizing and dying in an electric chair And after she'd seen hundreds, they asked how she feels now. She said, well, I'm ashamed. It don't even bother me now. They had seen so many crucifixions that it didn't even bother them. It didn't turn their stomach. In fact, it was it was something that gathered everybody together and they're sitting there watching. This is not just any man dying. This is God in the flesh. Uh, they couldn't nobody say, well, I remember one time when he was little, he back talked his mama. He slapped her in the market. I've seen that at Walmart. But you'd never seen that from Jesus. You never, nobody could ever say, well, he, he stole and Took money from me. Now nobody could ever bring a charge of accusation. The only accusation they could bring was truth. He is the King of the Jews. And oh, I'm telling you, they—they're watching this man, and he's sinless. He's the sovereign, and he's our sacrifice, dying in our place as our substitute. And they're watching, we're watching carelessly. They've already seen so many crucified, but nobody had ever seen somebody die like this guy. He's not cussing those who crucify, he's not railing on those, he's not claiming innocence. In fact, he's led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep. Before Sears had done 750 years before he was born, Isaiah said, That's the way he has gone. Nine, he died when he was on the scourging pole, and his back was draped over that that about 40 inches high. And it made his back like a trampoline. And every time that cat of nine tails, equaling up to as many as 260 times, that he was hit by if you counted all nine and all the stripes, it was hit, ripping pieces of flesh and exposing. Vital organs and sin tendons and all of the the mutilation of the body and all the all the agony and all the blood and all the torture. And if that wasn't enough, he let a common criminal, the head thug, that raised a revolt against the government. Let him go, and the crowds crying, crucifying the same crowd that he'd healed their sick and loved on loved on them when nobody would love on them. The same crowd that brought their sick out to him now they're crying, crucifying, and he he's going up carrying his cross and, and they nailed him to the cross, put a, a nail in each hand and a nail through both of his feet and just to get your breath was a struggle and a pain and agony drowning in his own body flew as the heart sack, the heart sack, that water sack around his heart had to rupture because when they pierced his side out came blood and water. Before they ever got to the cross they took him in that common hall and put that crown of thorns and t- stripped him naked in front of everybody like he was some just some normal person put the scarlet robe, crown of thorns, bowed the knee and beat the thorns in his head, reached back in the sinus cavity and spit and spit running down his face. Can you imagine somebody being allowing themselves who had the power to call angels who had the power to make one blood, one blood vessel pop one heart quit stop to end it all but he did it willingly Brother Scott for you and me it's amazing to think that he willingly laid down his life and in agony when folks just walking by they're sitting there watching mocking him and it wasn't just enough for the crowd that was watching I mean you had all kinds of crowds there you had careless watchers I mean you got short sighted soldiers all they're, they're wanting to do is gamble and gambling is all about wanting somebody else to lose and you to win all about selfishness, wanting something for nothing, and having an attitude, I'm gonna get what I can out of this. And then you've got those who are cruel watchers. They're walking by, the Bible says, and they pass by. They pass by and they revile, and they pass by the door to heaven. They passed by the Son of God. They passed by and could have called out Jesus. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we can be saved. They could have called out to that name, but they didn't call out to that name. They mocked him. They wagged their heads in disbelief and and said, hey, you said you could destroy the temple and raise it again. Hey, you claim to be the Son of God. God don't even want you. If you be the Son of God, let him come get you. Are y'all listening to this preacher? That's our Savior that died like that. People's being cruel. They spit and they mocking him. The thieves, it's in the same predicament. They started out, both of them, reviling, had the same thing, cast in their mouth. Conviction set on one of them. Amen, he looked at that title, King of the Jews. He saw him speak with compassion and love. And it wasn't just the cruel watchers and it wasn't just the careless watchers. They were some caring watchers. John was there. He was gonna be put in the nursing home ministry and gonna take care of Mary. Amen, God started nursing home ministry at Calvary. Ain't that a blessing. Hey man. I mean, there was a crowd there that cared what was going on, my brother, but oh, thank God. They wasn't just a cared crowd, a cruel crowd. They wasn't just a careless. They thanked God they were some that was changed. And one of them that was changed, he was a centurion. And it wasn't just him, because the Bible says, and they feared greatly, saying. It wasn't just that crowd that was in charge of the crucifixion had never saw nobody die. I had never heard nobody say father forgive them for they know not what they do had never seen the sun go black they wouldn't no eclipse no eclipse can last three hours hey, amen I mean total darkness I don't believe a bird chirped a dog by I don't bark I don't believe a cat meowed I'm talking about the creation itself was groaning cause the creator is dying and he got a hold of that old boy conviction set in he'd heard what that thief on the right side said he said just Remember me, I don't deserve anything, but when you get to your kingdom, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Something had revealed the truth. He called him Lord. King called him Lord without the Holy Ghost. Amen, God had opened his eyes. He saw he is king, and his king's got a kingdom. Amen, and Jesus said, today thou shalt be with, I imagine all that worked on that centurion. All of it began to work on that crown, and they said, truly, this was the son of God. I don't know what y'all think. Here's what I think. I think we might see him up yonder. Hey, man! There's a crowd that is there, but then somewhere off in the distance, there's a crowd that is connected, but they seem to be disconnected until they get to thinking about that body. I want to deal with that tonight for the Lord to help me. The church is symbolized in the in the Bible, in your King James Bible, at least three ways. Y'all have heard me say it. The church itself is symbolized in your Bible as a building that will never be demolished. I'm glad we have a chief cornerstone. Amen. And we're a building fitly framed together. I'm glad the church is symbolized in the Bible as a bride. That's a bride that'll never get a divorce. Hey, man, hey, man, I'm forever married. I'm part of the I'm part of the bride, and he's my groom. Amen. But it's also symbolized as a body. In in our text tonight, I'm interested just by way of introduction. We've looked at the pain of Calvary, the payment of Calvary, the path that he took to Calvary. But I want us to look just briefly not just at his vicarious death, not just at his victorious rising but I want to look at some valuable details I think we miss sometimes. We can watch Joseph and how he cares for the body and think in our mind if Joseph and Nicodemus took this much care, had this much concern, craved the body this much, and I'm talking about the dead fleshly body of Christ, how much more should we care for the living body of Christ because we're not just a building, we're not just a bride. Hey, man. but we are a body that will never decay. Don't y'all remember what the scripture says? Let me just quote it to you. Let me just quote it to you right quick. Here's what the Bible says in the book of Colossians, that he is the head of the body. Are y'all with me tonight? We are members of his body. We're of his flesh and of his bones, Ephesians 5 says. The Bible tells us that the church of the living God is the body of Christ. So now let's look at our text. Watch, watch you Bible. Watch what it says in our text in verse 57. When the evening was come, there was a rich man of Arimathea. He did not allow his regal. He did not allow his riches. He did not allow his respectability. He did not allow his reputation. He didn't allow anything to keep him from, watch what the Bible says, coming to Pilate and begging the body. I want us to notice in Matthew's gospel, I believe we see here in the book of Matthew in chapter number one, or in chapter number 27, I believe what we see here brother child is the not not just the care not just the concern but we see this man he's concerned not just about the what's going on on the cross not just about the change of of the of the centurion not just about the cruel watchers these are concerned watchers and he's so concerned he seems to be disconnected but he's connected and he shows up I know Jesus Joseph it wouldn't, he could have spoke up earlier, but it don't look like he spoke up. He could have said something earlier, but it did not look like he said. It. But when it got important, when he got to thinking about that body that was gonna be exposed to the elements of the sun, that was gonna have to, hey man, that was gonna sit there, the body of Christ, that was gonna be exposed, have exposure. He said this, this is what it is. I don't want it standing. I just imagined him saying, I don't want it out there in the sun. I don't want the elements. Hey, Sabbath is coming down the road. I I need to go to Pilate. I don't care about my reputation, my riches. I don't care about my rigor. I don't care what nobody says. I'm going to go to Pilate. I'm going to face a wicked ruler. I'm going to face a manipulated ruler. I'm going to face a manipulated leader. I'm going to put myself on the line because I'm begging for the body. You know what we need to do in Landrum Independent Baptist Church? We ought to beg God for our body. We ought to be able to face wicked people in their this world uh, for the body of Christ. Hey man, God. Hey Jesus, indwelt that body so He could buy this body. The only thing he ever bought was the church. He bought you. He paid for you. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price, and so we are members one of another. Hey man, I don't know if some of y'all are believing it, so let me just go ahead and quote it for you. Here's what the Bible says in First Corinthians 12. But now are they many members yet one body? And I cannot say to the hand I have no need of thee nor again to the head to the feet I have no need of you nay much more of these members of the body which seem to be more feeble or necessary and these members of the body which we think to be less honorable upon these we bestow much abundant honor and our comely parts have more abundant comeliness for our comely parts have no need but God hath tempered the body together amen having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body but that the members of should have the same care one for another for whether one member suffer all members suffer with it or one member 100 all members rejoice with it now ye are the body of christ and members in particular are y'all listening to this, to this preacher tonight i'm saying we are to beg for the body we are to face the world for the body we are to put reputation on the line for the body we are to put riches to the side for the benefit of the body why because jesus died in a body for the body and if Joseph cared that much for a dead fleshly body how much more should we care for a living spiritual body can anybody say amen Amen. Ephesians 5 30 says we are members of his body of his flesh and of his bones hallelujah I'm going to tell you what he did look at verse number 58 he begged the body he's concerned for the body I wonder how long it's been since you've been concerned for the local body of believers. How long has it been since you've been concerned, put reputation, put riches, put everything on the line, willing to face wicked rulers, willing to face manipulated rulers, you didn't care what it costs you, you didn't care, amen, you don't want the body exposed to the elements of the world. You ought to be concerned for the body. God help us to pray ahead of protection around the young people in the body. We ought to be concerned that the body's not exposed to the elements of wickedness. Amen. God help us. They begged the body, but watch verse 59. Watch verse 59? Verse 59, he took the body. Now, Brother Scott, I might say more about it later, but let me just say this. Let me just say this in case I don't say it later on. He's so concerned for the body that he's taking the body. Now, Pilate said he commanded the body. The Bible says, he commanded the body to be delivered. In other words, get y'all's hands off. This man's coming to get the body. I don't know necessarily how it happened. I don't know if the soldiers helped him. I don't know what he did, but I do know this. My wife is sitting here in Harrison, sitting back there with her. They, they both have carried dead bodies. My wife had to carry a body the other day. one time. I'll never forget her telling me about this and no names, so nothing's, no, no you wouldn't even know them. But a little boy died. And she had to physically, because not wanting to hurt the, the family members, she had to physically carry that boy facing her and, and cared, that, cared for the body and carried that body out. Now, you think about this. The Bible said his visage was so more, more than any man, his, his form more than the sons of man. This man, that, I, I mean, all the the wooden long she had to deal with another body and, and parts of the body had to be gathered up. But I'm telling you, nobody had ever went through what this body had went through nobody had ever suffered but for for Joseph to care for this body he had to take with all the mutilation with all the guts, with everything he didn't care how much he he was concerned for the body he said I don't care all the weaknesses all the bad stuff I love the body enough I'm gonna tote the body, I'm gonna take the body here's what we'll do, we'll get stubbed up at one member just cause they ain't got their hair parted right, Somebody's preach on, preach on preacher thank you brother, amen yeah. Uh, y'all know I'm right. How Joseph said, I don't care how nasty it is. I don't care how dirty it is. I love the body enough. I'm willing to ruin face my reputation. I'm willing to be ruined. And I don't care if it ruins my clothes. This is a rich man. Imagine what he's wearing right now. He don't care about his clothes. He cares more about his body. Are y'all listening to this preacher? How long has it been since you put the care of the body? Concern for the body, above y'all. He Bible said he took the body. But watch this. Watch, watch what it says. He took the body, verse 59, latter part of verse 59, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth. Now, brother, I, I've asked brother Harrison and, him, and Michelle's not, She, they tried to hire her at the funeral home, but she doesn't do the funeral home job. They don't do now, she'll clean up a person. She'll try to take care of a person. But when that person gets to the morgue, or that person gets to the place where the autopsy is performed, they may take preparation and wash that body. But when they get to the funeral home, they do a whole lot more to that body. They make sure the fingernails is all straight. They, they've got to pull the blood out. They've got to pump the bombing fluid in. They've got to do some stuff and... I'm not going to explain that because it's kind of gruesome about a, a hook and a string and tying their mouth shut. But they, they care for that body, they comb that body's hair. Can you imagine the kind of care that Joseph of Arimathea took care of when he took care of that mutilated body and cared enough that he wrapped it? Do you know what that word wrapped? It's a term of endearment. When you love somebody, and I, here's my thinking. Hey, if you want to get me a nine millimeter, don't wrap it. I don't care. But that ain't my wife's thinking. My wife's thinking, I'm gonna wrap that thing, I'm gonna put the corners real straight, and I'm gonna put a bow around it. I'm gonna put care into. It. Can you imagine this is a term of an, this Joseph is caring, he's concerned, he's carrying the body, he's got body parts on him, he's got are y'all listening to this preacher? And then he sets that body down and it's he had to wash it, he had to clean it, he had to wrap it in a clean linen, linen, and linen is what the high priest had to wear. They washed off in that basin, got off them old clothes, put on linen clothes because linen don't produce sweat, and sweat's a product of sin. And they had to be head mad, had to be pure when they walked into that holy place, and then once a year into the holy of holy places, and they hey, this is the sinless Savior. He's gonna wrap that in a clean linen cloth. They care went for the body. He was concerned for the body. How long has it been since we've been concerned for the body? Turn to your Bible. Turn your Bible. I preach about everything out of Matthew, but look, look with me in, in Mark 15. Look at Mark 15. There's some more details that he has. In Mark 15, notice what the scripture says in verse 43. Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, came went, and boldly, Hey, he he said, "I hey, he did. He went in boldly. I like him. I like Mark, man. I like Mark. He had. He was related to Peter. You can tell. He went in boldly." How many of you stood up boldly for the body of Christ? How long's it been? Somebody talks about, listen, I, we used to have sheep, don't have sheep no more. Then I ain't gonna let my neighbor come over and punch my sheep, talk about my sheep, run my sheep down. If you don't like my sheep, get on down the road. Somebody say amen. And that's what it ought to be about the body. Or y'all say amen. For the love the body. Hey, when in boldly, it's what he said. Now watch this an honorable counselor, which also waited for the king of God, came and went in boldly unto Pilate, watch this, and craved the body of Jesus. This word, this word body is the word for a living body. He's craving the body. He said, hey, he's cra- that word there, crave, uh, it carries the idea, if you look it up definition, a deep desire for something. How long has it been since you craved the local church? since you crave to be around the body of Christ, that you're willing to stand boldly for what you crave. I I mean, I've been around my wife when she was pregnant with all my boys and it depended on which pregnancy, she had different cravings, but I'm gonna tell you when Burger King was open at 2.30 in Forest City, North Carolina, I've been there many a time at two o'clock getting a a Whopper and I feel if I'm gonna get her one, I'm getting me one too, amen. And I'm coming out there, buddy, with three Whoppers, you know who got the two? The baby and her. And, and she had a craving for it. She wanted it. She had a desire for it. Well, that's the way it ought to be. We ought to have a craving for the body of Christ something that consumes our thought. We can eat everything in the covers, but it don't satisfy the craving because what we've got on our mind, we can almost make it, ought to, it ought to make you excited. You can almost taste it. You can almost experience being at church because you've got a craving for it. Man, somebody help me in here. They spend time, he spent time thinking about the body. He's craving the body. He's longing for the body. Hey Amen. He's willing to face wicked hands. He's willing to face, hey man, a a wicked mob to get the body. Now watch this in verse 44. And Pilate marveled, if he were already dead, calling on him the centurion, he asked whether he had been any while dead. And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. See, that word there, body's a body, that's the word for corpse, that's the word for dead body. See, to Pilate, that's all he was, was dead. But to Joseph, he was alive. And to the church, he ought to be alive. Are y'all with me? I'm glad he ain't dead, hey man. He's seated, you ever thought about this? I know y'all have, you heard me say it a million times. He's, he's the only one that can sit on his own right hand. Hey, man! My grandpa, y'all heard me tell you about my grandpa. He never wanted you to sit down on a job. You never sat down till the work was finished. And hey man, I'm glad the job is finished. It is complete. He done declared it so at the Calvary. And when he ascended to heaven, he sat down. The work's over. Everything needed for you and I to be saved. So why not care for the living body if Joseph cared this much, if he craved this much, if he was concerned this much for the dead fleshly body of Christ how much more should we but to him it wasn't just dead it was alive we look over in Luke 23 he adds a little something else in Luke 23 here's what he says in Luke 23 in verse 50 watch what he says and behold there was a man named Joseph a counselor and he was a good man Luke 23 verse 50 verse 51. The same had not consented to the counsel and deed of them. He was of Arimathea, a seed of Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Sounds the same, but just hold on. Think about this. (coughs) Begged the body of Jesus, and he took it down. Wait just a minute. According to To Matthew, we're looking at all of them to get the panoramic view. Them soldiers just didn't do it by by themselves. Joseph just didn't do it by himself. He had part of taking it down. Watch, he took it down, he wrapped it in linen, laid it in the sepulcher that was hewn in stone. We already know that. They've already told that, but watch this. Wherein never man before was laid. He's concerned about the body. He's caring for the body. He's craving for the body, but he's committed to the body. See in Luke's gospel says he in gospel says he he laid the body. It's laid on a foundation that nothing's ever been laid on before. Are y'all listening to this preacher? There is other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ. His body is a foundation. His incarnation, hey man, there's nothing ever laid on this place. I mean with his own hands, with his own work, with his own ability. He hewn that out and nothing had ever laid there before but the body, hey man, the church is gonna be built on. That's what he was telling Peter. Peter, he said, oh, thou, our name's Peter, but upon this rock I'm gonna build my church And the gates of hell shall not prevail Oh how can I say today He committed to the body He's concerned about the body He's craving the body And we are to be committed to the body Why? Because there's never been a body like this Amen Amen this body's going to stand Hell can burp Amen hell can rage But it shall not prevail The gates of hell shall not prevail The church ain't going down She's going up Amen Amen, it's going up. Listen, let me just go ahead and give you permission. If you're sitting around somebody that's dead, you got my permission to move because you ought to shout right quick that Jesus said, "Hey, man, he's coming back to get us. Amen. Woo, somebody help me. But let's look at John. Let's look at John before we close. We ought to be concerned for the body. We ought to care for the body. We ought to be committed to the body. We're to crave the body. God help us to crave. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the body of believers. Thank God for the local body. The tangible body. One we can carry when we need to carry. One we can get out of a crucified situation. the One that we can Amen, wash and take care of and amen and wrap up and amen, make sure that we're doing our part to see the body is cared for. Are y'all listening to this preacher? But watch this. It's as if all the care and all the concern and all the commitment is boiled down in John's gospel. Watch what the Bible said in verse 38. John 19, verse 38. John 19, verse 38. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, let's giving us a little more insight, Besought Pilate, same as begging, that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave, and he came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And looky here who shows up. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, Brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Now you say preacher. Now let's just, 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 just think about this. A mixture of myrrh and aloes. Now hold on. When Jesus first came into this world and the wise man traveled for years and got to where he was. What they gave him gold, frankincense. What did they give him? All gifts fit for a king. This in here, they gave myrrh and aloes about a hundred pound weight. Now, according to Josephus, a Jewish historian that lived in the days of Christ, here's what he said. He said that this was a, remember the loose gospel, Mark's gospel. this was the matter of the Jews. In fact, if we were to just read on just a little bit, then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of Jews is to bury. Josephus said that the average body, the spices needed to prepare a body was one to two pounds. Josephus did write that he had heard it published that a great Jewish teacher had one time died and they gave 40 pounds. But never had anybody ever been known to spend the kind of money. It's as if the rich man, Joseph of Arimathea, took all that he had. In today's terms, according to what I can figure out, that's $150,000 to $200,000 worth of spices. There ain't no telling. That's millions in that day. And, and, and if I had two 50 pound sacks of taters or if I had two bags of them small bags of sack creek brother James. That's what they put on Jesus. As if to saying no expense is too much for the body. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Whatever it takes, I'm gonna take care of this body. If they, if Joseph and Nicodemus, amen, was cared and craved and concerned and committed, amen, and covered it with that much care and that much commitment and showed their craving that much that they put 250 sack full of taters worth, two sack creek bags worth of of ointment that they only need, this is enough to do 100 bodies. And they're putting it on the Lord's one body because nothing, nothing is too much. No expense is too high. There's nothing that'll hang, man. Hallelujah. It'll never, I can't put a price tag on it. It's probably all they could carry. And they brought it all to care for the body. How much time do we put into caring for the body? I like this about John too. It says this. Verse forty-one, and the place where he's crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new sepulchre, wherein he reminds us, never a man yet laid. There laid they Jesus before, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation, they did for the sepulchre was not in hand. Here's what they're telling us. He said, "Good news. No expense is too much to care for this body. We're committed to this body." We're we're craving this body. We're concerned about this body. Any, whatever it takes and we want y'all to know, John says, you need to know something. It was in a garden that he died. It was in a garden that he's buried. It's in a garden that he's going to get up. The first Adam lost it in the garden and the last Adam got it back in the garden. (laughs) hold somebody hold my mirror. y'all sit around if you want to hey, I say amen I say glory to God are y'all listening let this preacher we ought to be excited tonight we ought to, Hey, man, you got my permission to just wave your hand a little bit and be thankful to God for what he's done for you and if they did that for the fleshly body of Christ wow, how much more should we do it for the spiritual body the body of Christ I saw Stan has bowed now. Closed, Miss Bethany's garment. Father, we love you. Help us, Lord. I pray.